Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. <laughs> Hello. We definitely need a better intro. We need, <laughs> listen, if you're listening to this and you want to make my intro, you can send it to Herbert dot dewberry3 at gmail.com we need some new opening music with that being said we got the conversation show today i'm your host herbert Dwayne's not here today i got kevin with me you're we're gonna we're gonna talk about nfl football season's coming up uh we're not gonna report on the whole nfl we're just going to talk about my team the ravens Kevin's teams, the Redskins, just how our teams are looking. Since most people at this point listening to this are probably in the D.C., Maryland area, you guys probably would be rooting for one of the two teams. Otherwise, when you guys hear this, comment below what teams you want us to talk about, what teams you're interested in. Otherwise, we're going to get right into the show. So, Kevin, um, there's been a lot going on this off season. Damn. In the NFL, uh, definitely with our our two teams. Um, yeah. Since it's since it's new, since it's it's something that 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 kind of just happened. Uh, Derek Carr signs a hundred twenty five million dollar contract. Ugh. A lot a lot a lot of people are saying uh, Cousins is gonna have to get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What's your feelings on that? Well, I'm going to be honest. When I uh, when I first saw the news of what uh, the contract was for Carr, it hurt me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It kind of hurt me. Um, I I don't think it helps the chances for the Redskins to re-sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term deal. Um, I, I think if Washington is um, half as smart as I hope they are, they should be kicking themselves because they could have – um, locked Kirk into a cheaper deal last year, um, but they wanted to roll the dice again um, because our owner is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much. You know, this is this is one of the problems I think. And I, you know, I'm speaking because if I were that person, um, I'd probably be doing it too. But when you have a super fan that's an owner, I don't know. It it, it just seems like the team runs a little bit different. Um, you know, it's, it seems like he's making decisions out of his heart and not out of his mind. And, and so, for me, as an owner, that bugs me a bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think Carr I think Carr earned it. And like we always see in the NFL, this is the highest contract today. But, you know, in two weeks it's going to change. Um, the next guy out will make more. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think this does affect – I think this hurts Washington, to be honest with you, Trip. Um, because if I'm Kirk Cousins, I, I know where the bar is now, and so you have to meet me there uh, or surpass it. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if Washington is uh, is going to do that. I, I think they have the money for it. I don't know really what they're waiting for to pull the trigger. They may, they sold the farm for RG3, and that didn't work out. And they were lucky that Mike Shanahan also drafted Kirk Cousins. The only reason they're in this position, and. Um, I think, in all honesty, I think they're going to mess around and let a franchise quarterback walk out of D.C. Uh, because because they always make the wrong personnel moves at the, at the wrong time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the history of the Yeah. Team. Yeah, uh, with you saying that, uh, my uh, – my um, – team, the Ravens, kind of were in the same boat. And people always say, oh, they shouldn't have paid Flacco that money. But when you have a top-tier quarterback, you just got to cut that check. 
You got to cut just, the it, check. Yeah. It, it, it is what it is. And like you said, because the same thing happened with Flacco, the longer you wait, right. the higher that check's going to be. Um, yeah. The crazy yeah. thing is Flacco's still the second highest paid player in the league now because wow. of um, Derek Carr. Yeah, a lot of people thought a lot of other quarterbacks are going to get deals coming up. I think I think Romo was after Flacco, but Romo's deal wasn't that big. Um, I guess well, let me say this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but Flacco, um, Flacco really topped out. I, I think he might be at like twenty six, twenty nine million a year now. Um, now that he's, I think, in the fourth year of his deal, okay. six year deal. Um, uh, so, you know, yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah. I, I never thought Flacco was going to get away. Um, you know what's interesting to me is how much money Washington will spend on washed-up bum players, and yet you actually have a guy in his prime who each year has gotten better. The last two seasons has broken um, – all the passing records for the franchise for the season. He's led a team to two winning seasons in a row, which hasn't happened since the 95-96 season in Washington. That was quite a while ago. So you've got Washington that will throw $100 million at Albert Haynesworth. They'll throw um, $80 million at Deion Sanders at the age of 37. They'll throw, um, I think, $50 hey, million at Adam Yeah. There's a there's a lot of interference. Ooh, like wind. Can you hear me now? Any better? Yeah, I can I hear you, but it's like wind or something in the background. Oh, I don't know what that was. All right, it's gone you still now. Here? Okay. Yeah, um, sometimes with these mics, if it's ruffling against something. Um, yeah, that might have been what it was. Um. Anyway, the, the whole point I'm trying to say is that Washington will gladly spend a lot of money on people that are usually past their prime and maybe give them a year or two of some decent football play, and the rest they just collect money. So here you have a guy in his prime who's done everything you've asked him to do um, and gets better every year. I'd like to see him come to a decision before July. I think it's 15th or 17th, something like that is the cutoff day. Um, I like the pieces that they brought in, um, you know, since they lost some from the offseason. But um, I just don't know, man. I the smart thing would do to re-sign them, and that's one of the reasons why I don't think Washington's going to do it, because it's the right choice. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully they do, but uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I do sort of understand the hesitance to give a huge contract to someone like Cousins. Um, I also understood how people didn't want to give the contract to Flacco. It's a lot of money to someone that, that's not necessarily going to be a pro bowler. Um, but with that, with that being said, um, quarterbacks are like pitching in baseball. If you got one, you better keep it. I don't care right. if it's not the top one. If you at right. least have one, you need right. to lock it up because uh, you can't yeah. win without it. You can't, especially yeah. in today's NFL, you right. can't win with an average quarterback. Look like what the years, yeah. Yeah, the look what happened to Oakland like a, in the playoffs. Right, right. They they were one of the top seeds. They lost their quarterback they, and they looked horrible. It was that, that was by far the hottest team going into the playoffs last year, and Carr was on fire, and gets injured. They can't even make it out of the first round. Um, and also like a team like Houston, the same thing happened to Houston last year. They got a starting quarterback went out. They have to put the back. Well, he was a he was a bum, but yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bum. He got traded for a bag of potatoes and a and a and a pencil carton of jerseys. Yeah, right. He uh, didn't even have to have an eraser on it; just a pencil. Right. <laughs> uh, that that was that was a horrible con contract, and that that that's something you're talking about that the Redskins usually do, they usually take a veteran from someone else's team, overpay him to get him there, and then they usually doesn't work out. What you said, you have homegrown talent, you drafted him, cultivated him, why aren't you you locking him up? 
you had um, the number three, the number three offense last year in the NFL. Um, granted, did you? Your, yeah, yeah. Cousins, um, Cousins was only behind uh, Matt Ryan. Um, let's see, Matt Ryan and I think Drew Brees for passing yards. Oh, uh, yeah, you cut that check. Daniel, he almost, cut look, that he check. Threw, he almost threw for 5,000 yards last season. And this is after the season before that when he broke the franchise record for throwing over 4,100 yards. I mean, he's gotten better every year. And the talent, you, you know as well as I do in the NFL, that one of the hardest things to do is to keep the core talent together because of free agency, because of all this and that. Yeah. Here you are now with a guy at tight end like Jordan Reeves, and you've got Kirk, and you've got an actual offensive line that is solid. Um, you know, and now you bring in Terrell Pryor. You you have some other receivers. I mean, you just you you have pieces all around him. I, I just don't get it. You know, I, I understand money is money, but you're trying to tell me that three million dollars, that three extra million dollars that he's asking for is going to break your franchise? And if so, then you're not very good at handling your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand you. I, I, I used to be one of those people that wasn't for giving quarterbacks or wasn't for giving one person on the team big money. But then I come to to realize somebody has to get it. You know, right, um, right. somebody has to get it. Otherwise, you're losing. You know, nobody's winning with a roster full of cheap players that they got out the recycling bin. You know, exactly. old veterans exactly. they're able to pick up. Um, right. You know, I, I know it's off, off, yeah. off topic, but it's it's the NFL setup is so is so because of the salary cap is so bad. Right, it's so bad. Right, it's, it, it's, it it it's the worst it makes this. Yeah, it makes the sport better, but it to me it makes the sport worse. Um, um, for instance. Flack was one of the highest paid players. I think he was getting, let's just say last year, he was getting $26 million. Dwayne Wade had a $24 million one-year contract for Chicago last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't even compete. Right. We're like a mid-level, all, I don't want to say all-star, former all-star, can pull almost the same money as the top player in your sport. Uh, it It is what it right. is. Um, right. Uh, but right. um, I, I didn't know your offense was that good. I should have. I, I I didn't do any research on the Redskins. Uh, but right. you guys well, added, most people what? didn't. Yeah, go ahead. You guys, you guys added two two receivers. Right. So we lost. So last year, Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson both had a thousand yards receiving, and then Crowder had seven hundred, and um, Jordan Reed had I think around there as well. So yeah, so Deshaun and Garcon both left. And so we brought in Terrell Pryor, and I like him. I, I like Terrell a lot. Um, I especially like him at his age and what his potential is since last yeah. year, was the first year he ever played wide receiver. Yeah, he's like a to me, and I'm projecting, but to me, yeah. he's a better Garcon. He's a bigger Garcon. He's right. physical. Well, he has good hands. He is faster. Great athleticism. Um, and he put up decent stats last year in the AFC North, right. which is known well, for defense. <laughs> and and not only that, the QB carousel in Cleveland. So yeah. this guy had 1,000 yards receiving, and you're telling me between Robert Griffin the uh, third was it Case Keenum <laughs> was another one? I mean, I don't know even know who it, it was. It was third guy. Yeah, it wasn't Casey Keenum. I forgot who it was, but he beat the Ravens this year. Well, here's here's the funny part. I read an article the other day and Kirk Cousins was saying that he's never worked with a receiver like Terrell Pryor simply because Pryor used to be a quarterback. And so yeah. the conversations they have, right, and so the conversations he says he has with him, he's never had with a receiver for before because Terrell Pryor knows exactly where the ball should be. From, right. As opposed right. to, well, just throw it at me, I'll go get it. Like So it's, the communication, he said, is different. They also went and picked up, Brian Quick, who's another tall receiver out of um, the Rams, he's yeah, a younger yeah. guy. Not, 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 I don't expect him to to dominate anything, but the fact that he's six foot three and Terrell Pryor is six four and Josh Johnson is six two and 
you go from Deshaun Jordan Reed, Reed. Garcon, Jordan Reed six two. Yeah. I mean, you just have you just got a bigger wide receiving core now. Um, you know, and last year they did fine without the height, um, but obviously they lost some of the speed with Deshaun going. But Deshaun was, I think he's five nine. I think Pierre is like yeah. five ten, five eleven. I mean, these aren't these aren't dominant physical receivers, and so. I do think there's a lot of potential there, and it's just one of those things where all this looks great as long as you've got a quarterback that can make it happen. But it's suit, and you know as well as I do, you can have as much talent as you want on the field if you've got a quarterback. I mean, look at Oakland, like we just talked about. I mean, Oakland, nothing changed but the quarterback, and they couldn't they couldn't win another game. Right. So I think that's big. Um, so just just transitioning, Trip. You've and uh, I, I know you uh, you follow close the Ravens, and I know that normally they give you a call while they're in their draft room and ask for your advice. They do. Um, what do you think they want, about – They want to check my draft board. Right, right, exactly. What do you think about how the Ravens drafted this year, and where do you like uh, where do you like to see your football going this season? Okay, well, well, well let, let me actually go back to last year. Last year, okay. we really wanted to get um, – the running back that went to Texas. We were trying to trade up and get him. I think he would have he would have been great for us. But we got the player we really needed, which was a, a left tackle. You're not going anywhere if you don't have a premier left tackle so your quarterback can stay up. And it solidifies the rest of the line. So I, I really love yeah. that we picked that up last year because he got injured, but he had a really good season, really good player, better than I thought he was. Um, Flacco barely got touched from his side when he was healthy, other than when he played James Harrison coming back from injury, um, which is expected. Then this year they come back and draft a cornerback. To me, the top positions in the NFL that you have to have to win, you have to have a top quarterback. Right after that, you have to have a top left tackle. Right after that, you have to have a top cornerback. You need those three positions to win just because – Outside of that, one of the top positions is a pass rusher to get your quarterback, you know, and a receiver because we're now going to a passing league. you got to cover a receiver, you know. So I'm happy we got the left tackle because it, it right. secures the line for the future, and I'm happy we were able to draft one of the top cornerbacks because we've been having a lot of corner problems for the past few years where now we have some studs um, – you know, for when people bring out three receivers, four receiver sets, which I think right. is really going to help us. Because last year, a lot of people blamed the offense, which didn't have stellar numbers. But the second half of the season, we didn't make the playoffs because we lost a huge lead to Steelers. We're up on Patriots. Um, we lost another game before that, all because of our secondary. So um, the pickup of the corner for us, was 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 huge um, for the who, who, division who, who we're was in. The corner trip. What, what was the Marlon name? Marlon Humphrey? Marlon Humphrey. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Out of Alabama, Alabama. Oh, that's right. Uh, he was a redshirt sophomore, so he's twenty years old. Um, runs like a four three. I think he's like six two with long arms. So he's like that prototypical cornerback. Plus, he plays the way we play. So he he's he, yep he's known for jamming he's known for for guarding people one on one he's known for taking people out the game doesn't get a lot of turnovers but um hopefully he can improve on that uh, I I just want him to be able to and he has to grow into it lock down that number one receiver spot um, right because in my division you're going against AJ Green. And Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Antonio Brown, yeah. And it used to be Troy Pryor with Troy um, Pryor, right, right. the Browns. Um, you know, so those are two good receivers you're going to have to see four games right. uh, each year. Right. Uh, right. So I'm, 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 I'm happy with those moves. Uh, it looks like you guys, though, got the steal of the first round. Yes, we did. Oh. <laughs> a lot, a lot of people yeah. wanted wanted us to take him, mm. Um, mm. because we yeah, do need 
we kind of need a line, but we we did right was, with with Marlon. I was I was pretty ecstatic when I saw uh, Jonathan Allen was still there at seventeen. It was funny because it was it was him and it was uh, Mosley were both there, and um, I think what's happened in Washington, to be honest with you, I think even though Scott McClue is no longer with the organization. I, I think they've, they've taken his playbook for drafting and they're following his blueprint that he laid down because Redskins of old coming into that pick, they would have panicked and they would have went and tried to get something flashy, um, something that, you know, looked good. So I, I imagine they probably would have gone after that middle linebacker from Alabama because he's got highlights upon highlights of big hits and he's fast, he's mobile, um, but they're really trying to build, rebuild this franchise um, going from in to out, so from the offense and defensive line and out. And so when, when they picked up Allen, I remember thinking, yeah, that's exactly who we needed. Um, we were one of the worst teams against the run last year, and I don't think picking up one player fixes that, but it certainly helps when you can add an athlete um, you know, with, with his ability, his skill, and um, they picked up a few other guys from free agency that, that are better fit for a 3-4 D-line. Um, and then, you know, the second round, they pick up his uh, his teammate, Ryan Anderson, the outside linebacker out of Bama, um, who actually reminds me a little bit of, of kind of a Ryan Kerrigan, where he wasn't flashy, he wasn't the fastest guy on the field, but he had a motor, he plays with power, um, and he's just a football player. I mean, and, and you know this, uh, Tripp, being a fan of the Ravens, there are guys that play football, and then there are just football players, guys that, you know, may not have all the measurables, but when they put pads on, they just turn into somebody else. And it's like, yeah, that guy is obviously, obviously born to play football. Um, so I definitely, I definitely like the draft. Um, I like that they picked players that not only – still a need, but, you know, they, they're telling the fans that, um, you know, they pick best player on their board now. And that's very foreign to Washington. Washington is very much used to, to picking simply for need, and, and it's burned them for years in the draft. Um, we've wasted, oh, man, I mean, literally 15 years probably of drafting um, absolutely the wrong people <laughs> for the most part. And that's why the Washington has had to go and spend money on old free agents because they, they, their draft, they never built, never built within. I think that's changed anyway, to say all that. I, I do think it's changed. Um, I know Baltimore has always built through the draft, and it's shown. What do you think, um, and there could be more than one, but if you had to pick the one thing that you could see stopping the Ravens from getting to the postseason, what, what do you think it would be? It, it'd be the, the same thing it's been for the last few years. Uh, that's injuries. We've really been hit bad with, with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a year ago, not a year ago, two years ago, we led the league with the most players on IR. Um, so saying that, last year we had a, a lot of people come back from from injury. Uh, you know, Flacco, had tore his ACL, so he was coming back from that. Um, so injuries, I mean, we've already lost a cornerback. We've already lost a tight end. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's almost every year a couple of our stars are getting hurt in yeah. training camp. And we've actually hired more physical trainers to work on why our players keep getting hurt more than other players because usually it's a training thing. So yeah, they're, they're right. working on it, but yeah. um, um, I've been saying this, and people call me a homer. Honestly, since we won the Super Bowl, almost every year we've been right there. It's just been a couple of injuries of taking our players out. Right. Um, where you know we may have finished. I think last year we were eight and eight. Um, barely missed the playoffs. Uh, the year before that, we were bad, but we were in almost all those games. So uh, I think injuries. Otherwise, uh, I see us. I see us in the playoffs. I don't see us getting the top seed because New England's in a horrible division. But um, I would love to go to New England. 
You know, we the Ravens play so <laughs> well up there in December. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, January. I would love, yeah. I would mm-hmm. love to to uh, go up to Foxborough. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so I think if we stay healthy, the pieces we added, uh, Macklin, Adam Macklin, Flacco has has his first number one in his prime. Plus, he has a top draft pick. Plus, he has um, Mike Wallace, who had a thousand yards last year. So, right. I, I'm looking for Flacco to to have about 4,500 yards passing at least. Um, I think he broke 4,000 the year before. Uh, but I, I'm 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 and then we got Marty Marty Morningwig. You might remember him from being with Philly. So we're to be running. You know, West Coast offense. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, and, and I, I'm pull, I'm pulling it out of the air. We're, our teams offensively are kind of very similar now because we're running. We were a zone team, but we're supposed to be going back to a, a power team. So we're going to be a West Coast with, with a power with a power running game. Nice. Yeah. I, um... You know, we had we had the zone for a while, and and it worked perfectly when you have a mobile quarterback and um, you're running the read option. The zone kind of fits right right into it. But we've also switched, um, and it's the last year was definitely power O. I think they're going to do even more of that this year. Um, they drafted, um, I'm going to mess his name up, but it's Samaji P. Ryan, I believe, is how you say it. Um, he was yeah. the number two running back at Oklahoma. Y'all drafted him? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> he um, I, he reminds me of Eddie George. He needs mm. to lower his he needs to lower his pad yeah. level when he gets to the yeah. line of scrimmage. Exactly. Um, he is a tank, but he takes too many hits. He's fast. He can yep. catch. He does yeah. everything. Um, he was he supposed to be one of the top contact. running backs. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, he was supposed to be one of the top running backs, and he kind of like I don't want to say he's fallen off. But his production hasn't increased the way it should have. Well, and the fact that when Joe Mixon comes on your team, you know, he, he became the featured back. So, obviously, that ate into his carries. Um, yeah, well, well, um, and I don't know much about what, what team are they on? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But, yeah. but if, if Mixon is, is coming out in the draft, they, must, they, they were in the same class freshman-wise. You know, because you have to be in the NFL, I mean, college three years before you can de- declare for the draft. Right. So, I think P. Rod might have beat him out the first year or two, but yeah, last year that was Nixon's Nixon's team, right. just because he's such a playmaker. Um, and 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 to your point, he agree with the pad level of all the highlights I've watched. He's definitely he's college high is what I like to call it. Is when you can get away with running high in college because it's college, but in the NFL you will get you will get you will get teed up running. The only. From memory, the only two high running running backs that I remember that actually like had a career is Eddie George, of course, and Robert Smith for the Vikings. Remember him? Absolutely. He's the one tall all the time. Straight Otherwise, when yeah, you up. see a runner, and they, you know, because we watch a lot of um, the draft shows and stuff, and they say, oh, he runs too high, needs to get his pad level. They're not going to be in the NFL too long because, you know, you're you're getting the top linebackers in the world right. Right. coming downhill, right. and they're putting your face <laughs> in your chest, and that hurts. <laughs> Anyone who's had that? Um, Go ahead. We drafted, we drafted Matt Jones two years ago out of Florida, and he was the same type of build as P. Ryan, not the same runner. Um, you know, both like contact, um, but – P. Ryan has a uh, lot more side-to-side than Jones did. Jones was literally downhill, and this is the direction I'm going in, and that's it. And he, that was his problem. He couldn't get his pads low, and he was getting lit up. And, of course, he fumbled. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole reason yeah. he gets benched is because he can't onto the ball. Well, of course he can't right. because he's standing straight up. And right. here comes right. a 250-pound all-pro that knows exactly what to do. Um, right. I agree with you. Um, it's, it, it, it's interesting because – you know, this whole um, running back by committee, which I like and also don't like at the same time, 
only because I grew up in an era where a team had a workhorse, and that's the guy you cheered for, and it was easy to tell who was the man. Um, I think it's smarter for teams that have running backs by committee. I think it's also even extends careers of players, although we know that a lot of your teams with the, the dual back system, you're not – if a guy who wants the ball and wants to lead the league in rushing, he's not going to go to a team like that. Um, but I do I do like the combination of him and Robert Kelly coming out of his second year now. I think he had a decent rookie year. Um, he definitely hit a rookie wall probably around week, I don't know, 12, something like that. It was like 12 or 13 where he – the la- kind of the last half of the season, you know, you could tell that his body was just – he just wasn't used to playing this many games. Um but I, I, I like that combo. One thing that I'm really intrigued on seeing is if this is going to be the year that we get to see Junior Gallette on the field. So <laughs> for for two years, he's been uh, – last year it was one Achilles tendon, and the year before that it was the other Achilles tendon. And you know as well as I do how those Achilles tendons are. Like, it's not like yeah. – a normal injury, like, I'll just bounce right back. Like, you really have to right. see if you're, you're going to be able to do this. So, right. um, he's, I mean, we signed him to another deal. It's the veteran minimum. It's something that he says he wants. He wants to earn a, a real deal. Uh, I mean, you know, he, the guy definitely has the heart. I just don't know if physically um, <laughs> physically he can keep up with it. If he can, right. then i definitely like to see him and Ryan Kerrigan on the other side. I think that will – that will definitely help the pass rush, which we all know helps your pass defense. Um, yeah. One, I, I, go ahead. I think your draft pick is really going to help out Kerrigan. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because because he's going to be able. And they had they had and I, I know some stuff came out later on about Allen, but they had Allen in the top three. What you guys took him at seventeen? Right. That's crazy. Right. Um, it's insane. And, it, and he's supposed to be. Um, a disruptor. I mean, but it's also saying we got – we're talking about all these Bama players. Before I say yeah. this, Kevin, uh, we got Dwayne with us. Dwayne, say hi. I guess we don't have Dwayne. Oh, hello, hello, good people. Uh, oh, there you go. I, I was, I was uh, just taking notes. Don't mind me. <laughs> I, I hear you. Hey, hey, I, I'm going to be watching for you now. After what you pulled a couple, couple shows ago. I'm, yeah, I'm you gotta you gotta keep your 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 head on the swivel when I'm around. I, I'll be in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, you do, uh, you you do. Um, I was gonna say, uh, uh, we keep talking about Alabama players. I'm really intrigued by the player we got, Tim Williams, because uh, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be like a top 15 pick. Um, he's like a a, a one trick pony. He just rushes the quarterback. I mean, he he can you know stop the run a little bit, but. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly, he's supposed to be like one of the best pass rushers in a long time. Uh, he just has behavioral issues, but um, Baltimore is used to that. So, yeah, Dwayne, since we that. have you, <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, going to scare know, Baltimore away. No, nah, as long as you're not hitting women, we'll we can deal with you. Uh, because the way well, we look um, at it, <laughs> until, until until the tape comes out, until the video comes out. No, 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 no. Before before the tape came out, they would have taken you if you hit women. They 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 they, they were they were fine with that. Uh, after that, yeah, they're not even touching you. And they say it in their press conferences before the draft, like anyone with domestic violence issues, we are not even going to look at. Um, well, it's because wait, uh, they, they don't they don't know how to handle the situation. Like, I was I was reading up somewhere that they made Ray Rice and his wife apologize at the same time. Like, yeah. anybody knows right or wrong. Like, the the the, the woman never apologizes. That's just how life is. I'm not trying to be sexist, but they just don't apologize. Yeah. They, well, you know, they pretend they, like nothing happened. Right? They, <laughs> and you, they made, you made her apologize? I'm surprised so, they didn't burn the stadium hey, down. With, with, with keeping on this kind of subject, um, are you guys all familiar with what happened with Joe Mixon before the draft? Yeah. Did so, you guys was, see the video? Was, was it? All right. So I'm not I'm not up on my football like you guys are. Is that where like the girls harassing him? Um, right. And he's kind of like avoiding it. And then yeah. she takes a couple swipes. She lands one, and he, like, reaches back and, and teaches her what life is about. Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yes, I like that's the basically he it. That. He pushed him, and so he bucked. And then yeah, he, I, I remember he that. He yeah. slapped him, 
And I'm telling you, it was like you couldn't blink. That's how that's how you could just tell it was instinct. As soon as that hand hit his face, that right hook came and she went to sleep. He's got some amazing reflexes, I just got to tell you, because when I saw that video, it was like so, he knew the hit was coming. <laughs> and the hit, like, they were her partners. hand. Yeah, what did what, what Biggie say? It was two hits? Something you hitting yeah, the door and me, me, hit, <laughs> me hitting you and you hitting the floor. <laughs> that was that was what happened. That's how quick it was. Or that's how I remembered it at least. So the reason I bring it up is um, it's interesting watching the draft. And I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. But a lot of the analysts were talking about how they never draft and they never bring them in. And obviously the NFL is real big now about domestic violence. They've got commercials. They've got ribbons they wear awareness, you know, they, they they literally went against their own rules and kicked Ray Rice out of the NFL, but we won't go down, mm-hmm. that, down that road. But, um, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, I don't, yeah, anyway, so saying all that, what's interesting to me is hearing these, these draft guys talk about they wouldn't draft him because they think he has, you know, maybe he has a problem, maybe he's got deep-rooted issues, but when I watch the video, I what I'm seeing by the legal definition is self-defense. Now I know. Well, you're, no one you're, likes... you're, you're absolutely right, but mm-hmm. as as a GM and, and you're a corporate guy, and Trip knows the game but refuses to play it, like you have to say that. Like we, like this is a clean show, but we all have to say, oh, I'd never go to a strip club. Those places are horrible. But it, <laughs> but when they go in their back rooms and they smoke their cigars, they're like, hell yeah, I'm picking them. If I if you don't yeah. pick them, I'm gonna pick them. But I can't pick right. them in the first round when everybody turns their TVs off. Then we right. can go ahead and sneak them in. We'll put them in a program and say that we, we helped somebody out. That was our co- corporate social responsibility bone of the day for people trying to, trying to have a redemption, redemption story. But, yeah, when the, the lights are on and, and everybody's watching, you've got to say what you don't mean. I mean, it's unfortunate, but, I mean, they're, they're lying, but that's what you have to do nowadays or you're going to get crucified. The truth is not going to help you get where you want to go in their situation. Do you think that? Mixon um, now gets a, an, an unfair rap on the situation, or should he have simply known better, walked away because he knew the draft was in a couple weeks? Um, I I don't. I think everything happens for a reason. Whatever happened to him happened for a reason. So I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's unfair. I think it's life. Um, even though it was a knee jerk reaction. Like you know how that's gonna play. So if you're if you if you got a million dollars in the bank, you know that that's that's kind of a test for him before he becomes rich. Like people yeah. are gonna take shots at you when you're rich. Right. So either you're gonna lose it or you're gonna keep it. And that's literally literally and metaphorically. Like he people smaller people are, are com, com, comparable to what he is in life. Like to us, we're small. He's going to be a monster. He's going to be a brand. I'm going to try to knock, knock out the big guy or, or mess with the big guy to get a rise. When, when he's a professional, that's going to happen. He's already going through his test, and he failed his first test. He wasn't wrong or right. I mean, it was self-defense. It's, it's kind of an amoral situation because somebody's harassing you. But he's going to see way more of that in different forms once he gets in the league. Right. Yeah. Right. A friend, a friend of mine – a friend of mine, uh, his, his, uh, his son plays at UGA, and he said that he, he's been warning his son about girls, about how they're the predators, and he's no longer the predator, and he needs to know that. And his son yeah. came home uh, this summer and, and kind of like broke down to him and was like, Dad, I see what you're talking about. And his son told him a story that, you know, he, he was with a girl that he thought he cared about, that she was looking out for him. They had intercourse. He left to go to go grab some food and came back, and she was doing a handstand in his dorm. Now, we don't need to go into detail of what that means if kids are listening, but we all know what that means. Our, why are She's you trying to get pregnant? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the predi- the, that game is on such a higher level that that's just a test for him. Whether he'll be able to pass future tests or not, he failed the first one. Hopefully he learns from it. That's, yeah, I think that's a really good answer. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I think hindsight is is twenty twenty, of course. 
But uh, just hearing the story right now, it made me remember back in 96 when the Ravens were doing their first draft. Uh, they had the number one pick. Everybody told them they should draft Lawrence Phillips, the top running back out of Nebraska, who was supposedly the best player in the league, but had multiple domestic violence cases. So the Ravens drafted Jonathan Ogden. I was pissed at the Ravens. I didn't know what domestic abuse was then, but I wanted that player. I was a Nebraska fan too. Uh, Going fast forward to where we are now, it's interesting how then they look past all that, like, oh, it's just a part of the game, where now you get into an altercation with a female and you're labeled a woman beater when 20 years before they were going to let a woman beater go first draft pick just because he was talented. And the dude played a couple couple years in the league, was on several different teams, got multiple chances. There's a, a lot of players like that. They're cleaning it up, which I'm happy. But I think people should just – owners should just do their homework. Um, every situation is different. That, that, like Dwayne said, though, these are tests, and it's only going to get harder. Uh, but somebody who has made a lot of mistakes – Sometimes you need to stumble once or twice to uh, figure your way out. Um, so I, I don't think we should just judge somebody. And I wish he didn't go to Cincinnati, Cincinnati Joe Nixon, because now I'm going to see him all the time. Uh, yeah. Plus, he went to a talented backfield already. Um, and I, I, you know, it. He'll learn, you know, and hopefully he'll he uses the motivation to get better. Um, but I think it was yeah. overblown because I think there wasn't any major stories to run on in the draft. Uh, yeah. People were making it, and I didn't know the story. Listening to people talk about the story on the radio and stuff, they're making it seem like he was a habitual woman beater. Like, you exactly. know, all he did and that, was beat women yeah. on his free time. Sure. And, you, and, you, you, hit know, the, you hit the nail on the head there, I think. I, absolutely. That, and that was kind of one I, of the points I was trying to drive at was, before I saw the video, all I heard were people talking. And, yeah, I was like, man, why, you know, this other dude now he's beaten, he just is a habitual woman beater. And then I go and watch the video, and I'm like, well, wait a minute now. Uh, uh, I think we might have pulled the alarm a little too soon here. This, this right. woman clearly is assaulting him. I can be plus, plus, to me, domestic violence is very high because you're literally beating someone you love, you know. So it takes, like, a cool person to do that in my mind. But when you're punching someone you don't know who won't leave you alone and you don't know if he was drinking or what, you know, you don't, you don't know where he was at. To me, that she was take drunk. a cool person. Right. Like you said, he probably threw it off just her touching him before mm-hmm. he could think about what he was doing. Right. I think it, you know, I'm not trying to give excuses for him, but, um, like, like you said, me, me and you were talking, and you were explaining, and I was like, I heard this. And you're like, you got to watch this video. And then after yeah. I, I saw everything, I'm like, you know, I'm used yeah. to it by the media, but uh, right, y'all, right. you guys you guys try to trash a man's career, yeah, you know, instead of, and I, I know this is totally off subject, instead of, and Dwayne kind of mentioned it, instead of talking about and focusing on plans, to create in college and to create in the NFL because domestic violence is huge in sports in general, I thought would have been way worth the conversation than just trashing a man and deciding on whether or not you should draft him. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of sickening to me when you actually look at how much time people took into discussing Joe Nixon's case but never yeah. took the time to discuss maybe we need to do something to help these guys out. Yeah, I I agree to 100% with what you just said. I, um, I liken it to what's called virtue signaling, where everybody jumps in and points, yeah, look how horrible that person is. Yeah, let's all feel better about ourselves because we would never do what he just did. And right. instead of actually looking at what happened, instead of actually going, okay, if this is an issue, how do we solve the problem? It's interesting, all this talk about Mixon and what he did, and yet, and I know he's not he's not on a team right now, but... Greg Hardy was a starter on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And, like, if if you guys know anything, what he did, it was ten times worse than what Mixon did. Yeah, I think he even got hit with some kidnapping. 
Yeah, like she, like he tied her up. Like he brought all the right. guns out. He made her lay right. on the guns. Then he like threw her around the house. Like it wasn't. It was on some Scarface type. Right, right, right. I think I think he got off of it. That's why he got back in the NFL. Um, yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't. Uh, she wouldn't testify. She wouldn't testify. Something like, right, right. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Uh, so so he was able to come back, but um. I just know because of the Ray Rice story, and, and that that was happening as the Ray Rice story was happening. Right. That it's very domestic abuse is very common with athletes, especially a lot of these guys. I don't want to say right. a lot, a, a, a certain amount are on steroids or whatever. You know, you're jacked up. Well, all that's you the do thing. Is I, people all the time. The, you know, right, you know. Right. I, I think it. I think it's. I think it's more a problem of like um, authority. Because it's not just athletes; it's it's the owners and the front offices allowing. Yeah. It. Like, I, I did a I did a research paper, and they said that police officers are like fifteen times more likely to right. beat their spouses than yep. than public right. than the like civilians. So I think yep. it's an authoritative issue. Mil- military like a, too. Military too, Dwayne. I I believe it. I believe it, man. It's I think it's a situation of like people are going to do what you allow them to get away with. And if, if if these are woman beaters, these owners of the their um of, of the companies or the, the excuse me the organizations are okay with this, then nobody's gonna really care or do anything about it. Now it's public public outcry, and you know you yeah. gotta protect the shield that they're and you can tell they don't even know how to act. They kind of right. like regurgitate information that's been said already, and they they overreact and overcorrect themselves because you know what, what they said too is a, is a lot of places with harsher laws. The um, there, there's usually a higher case in in terms of murder, because nobody wants to report it. Because no, like look at Ray Rice, he has no work now. I mean, he's probably working, he's probably doing something, but he's 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 gone from the NFL and has no support system. So now you're in a situation where you're economically punishing that person. Is that going to make them a better person? Is that going to make them less frustrated with their lives and right. less violent? No, right. they're probably going to get more frustrated and possibly more violent. <laughs> right, Because exactly. Lord knows, you lose a million dollars because of something happened with you and your wife. You may not have been a woman beater, but when you go home and you start getting foreclosed and losing your cars and trading stuff in. You might kill ugly. everybody in the house. Right. Yeah, that's ugly. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's sports. That's why I, I don't know. I don't want to blame the owners. Well, well, well. Let me say this back to what you guys were saying about authoritarian uh, Rush Limbaugh. Supposedly, he he's been doing a lot of that type of stuff, and he finally just lost his position. It does seem like a lot of these higher up that a lot of people don't know are are, are doing domestic violence. Where in 2017, you can't really be doing that anymore. <laughs> uh, those. Those days, uh, those days, male privilege is coming to an end in America as 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 we move forward. I'll say that. Yeah, that's a that's a a good point, Trip. I think you both made really good points, and I agree. They, you know, whenever someone makes a mistake or or does something wrong, we're we're more obsessed with punishing the person uh, than helping them. And the reality, the reason that is because you actually have to care about someone um, to help them. Right. And uh, right. and obviously the that isn't there. Um, yeah. I mean, and and we all know that the owners. I mean, I'm not trying to trash them, but the NFL really is just providing lip service with this whole domestic violence. Uh, you know, they got. I see all these commercials. All the all the football players are like staring in the camera, and they're like, "It will never happen again." You know, like. We, no more. Those, and I remember those, again, those, those be commercials made me laugh so hard. Come like on. they were what? really trying as hard as they could, and it just well, didn't what? look genuine. Yeah. Right. For for probably the last, probably more than five years, but for at least last five years, they've been. If you if you go back and think about it, they've been really pushing to get women into football. Um, yeah. If you notice, they got women commercials now wearing, you know. Yeah. Clothes just for women, you know. They're women really, referees. Think, There's a woman referee. Yeah, I, I, I think it started when they started that whole breast cancer thing. Um, yeah. a few years back to bring women 
in the stadium, you know, because uh, that's huge. You know, the sport was doing doing the breast cancer thing like the NFL started where they were wearing pink gloves and, you know, a lot of pink stuff on the field. I heard they, they really did it to bring women into football. And if you notice, especially this topic sense. we're talking about now, that's right. why they're going so hard at it because they want women to come into football because this issue happens in almost every sport. Right. You know, right. It's not a good issue. I'm not. I'm not saying it's one that needs to continue. I'm not saying that at all. Um, right. I just me being a businessman, I always watch what angle and why people took that angle when they do certain things. Um, and I, to what you guys said, I think the NFL would probably do better overall if they worked out a program so, like, when you did get suspended for drugs or domestic abuse or even steroids, there was a program and a counselor you could go through to work through that rather than, okay, you're suspended, you can't come to the complex, you can't notify anybody on the team. You know, you just lost your whole support system. You lost your whole family. Like, to me, that's that's not the best way to rebuild players to get them to assimilate, assimilate better into your system. Um, but, you know, the NFL is, is definitely one of those leagues. They only need you for two, three years, and they're shipping you right out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a good point. <clears throat> um, this show started at uh, talking about uh, two specific football teams, what what they've been doing in the offseason, maybe the, the new season, what it looks like, what are their chances for the postseason. Dwayne, I, I know you, you joined us after the conversation, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about, if you wanted to, your team, um, do you like the way they're headed? You know, what, what do you see that you like, what you don't like? Uh, let let the people know. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Uh, the Dolphins, um, they're, they're like uh, stuck in a vortex of some sort. And until they, they figure out how to get out of that black hole, I'm just I can't I can't put my money into their merchandise or continue to support them with too much of attention. Um, I can yeah. say right now that that I haven't really looked at who they grabbed or the moves they've made, but they're probably wrong, and I can leave it there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys, an honest fan. I like the honesty. You, I love it. You, guys, you, you can you can take so much foolishness. Yeah. You know what uh, I mean. I, it's it's just too. I, I'm I'm I am all the way with you. I even said this at work the other day, and I'm still contemplating if it's going to happen um, because, unfortunately, I think it will. But like, if Washington screws up and Kirk Cousin walks out the door, it's, it's going to be really hard for me to buy some more things or spend any and, more money you, on that franchise. And you know what's messed up? The price just went up because of Derek Carr. Now you probably got to yep. pay him more yep. than what you were oh, yeah. paying before. Yeah, yeah that that was that. actually the the first question. <laughs> Derek Carr. Oh uh, yeah, I meant uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Derek, oh, yeah. Derek Carr just made um, Daniel Snyder cry. Daniel right. was like, "No, <laughs> right, yeah. right, no." Yeah, exactly. So aggressive because, too. Because exactly. after you told me the stats of the Redskins, yeah, they got to cut that chip. I'd already cut. Yeah, you I would have cut that chip. Yeah. Especially cut after Carr signed his one, I would have had. A dollar he, more. Here you go. Right. And that's the thing. <laughs> Oakland Oakland is making the right move, in my opinion. You know, we can – I'm sure there's going to be someone to look at and go, well, you know, it's a lot of people. money. Whatever. You can have all that. Because I'm telling you what, in four years when Oakland is making the playoffs every year, no one cares about that. Nobody does. Yeah. Um, um, in, in the Raiders have really turned it around. Because since yeah. they went to the Super Bowl in, what, 2002 – They've just been a sinkhole, um, but they've really got their draft together. They've been yep. they've been stealing a lot of Ravens, which I'm not happy about. Um, <laughs> they got a solid <laughs> offensive line, offensive right? Which line is solid. one of our players. Um, yep. Yeah, yep. and they've and they've, they've done a lot of it through drafting. One of them drafting Carr in a. Sorry about that. Uh, they drafted Derek Carr. They got yeah. Amari Cooper. Their yeah. running game's decent. Lynch is coming back this year. This that's going to be interesting to see. Um, oh, just uh, can I make a bold prediction real quick? 
What's that? Lynch is going to lead the league in rushing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's uh, a big – that's a uh, – yeah. That was, but you need to go put that bet on, on, on up at Vegas. Put a dollar on that thousand. You know, you know, I say, I say on that, the show's over. We, this is a good <laughs> show, guys. Uh, I don't even want to say nothing to that. I got to think. I got, I got to go meditate and read some stats on that one. Um, <laughs> can I, can I, can I, can I throw my two cents in? Yeah, please. Uh, comeback player of the year, and uh, by one yard, uh, Adrian Peterson beats him out for the leading rusher of the year. <laughs> I love, I love. Yeah, you. Now welcome. that, now, now, now that one. That one I could I could get with because he went to the number one passing team in the league. That's gonna be crazy. Wait, you gotta but go. See, that's, but that's that's the that's the same reason why I wouldn't I won't buy it. From what you just but, said, but um, but Oakland was a a passing team too. Yeah, but they're Car- one game. Absolutely. Yeah, Carson but, but passes in one game. All right, hold like, on. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do. I I gotta look this up real quick. I, I get what you're saying. But he, I he's right. Know. I was I had him on my fantasy football. He was the pickup player no, no, no. of the year for me. I, I agree with that, but I'm talking about Oakland's running game was no slouch either. No, no, and, and it's because of that line, and that's why I can get what you're saying, but I don't think – it's the <laughs> NFL now. Everybody's playing 60-40. Everybody, some people are 70-30 with the run, you know. Nobody's 50-50 anymore. Nobody's well, even and, trying to get 50-50. The biggest stat that shows that is um, who led the league in rushing this year, and guess how much the actual yardage was. Um, what, what what would you say led led the league in rushing this year? The guy from Dallas. Of... Right. Okay. Right person, Ezekiel Elliott. What do you think the amount was? Yeah, like fifteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. He said sixteen. I said sixteen. So he he had sixteen thirty one and that led the league, right? The next highest was Jordan Howard at thirteen thirteen. I can remember a time where the leading league was eighteen and you had a couple guys at sixteen and then you're thirteen. So the running game definitely has changed, Trip. The, the the passing is always gonna yeah. dominate the rush. Well well yeah, that sure. and and part of it what we were talking about earlier, the dual backfield to really cut that out. Um yeah. yeah. Where, where certain running backs could be up there, they're just not getting enough carries. So, you know, with the more throwing and another running back, um, 1,600 is actually a, a lot of yards, but they gave that guy a little bit hell of a lot of yards. That's a lot. Um, well, yeah, that was – Running. I, I think you'll in, in this league. Yeah. yeah um, more, more I, I guess since y'all made predictions, I got to make one. Um, yeah, my, you better come my, strong with it too. I'm gonna come crazy strong. My prediction is, um, Flacco's gonna throw over 5,000 yards. Oh, come on, that's just, just not a shocker. You say that every I like year. It. I say it every year, not <laughs> well, 5,000. But it's Dwayne, it's just bold because it's an absolutely insane number for Flacco. That's, the <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's true, true. <laughs> that's true. But, hey, but at the same quick. time. This is the fastest, yeah. like, speed-wise roster he's ever had. Everybody he throws to runs in mud. Yeah, well, well, that's why I'm saying it, because he's throwing to, like, track stars now. Plus, he has Danny Woodhead. You know how Fracco loves to check down. <laughs> Mr. Danny check Woodhead. Down himself. Great check down. Great check down. <laughs> da- Great Danny check Woodhead's going to have 150 catches. So, really, <laughs> with 150 <laughs> yards. Right. <laughs> Oakland, Oakland was sixth in the league last year in rushing, and they averaged 120 rushing yards a game. So I'm just saying, okay. for a team, as opposed to what I'm saying is, and then if you look at, you know, Peterson going to Narlins, um, it's just it's just a different animal. That's for New Orleans was was 16th, um, and they were just a little over 100 a game. So I don't know, but I, not... I like I like all of them. I like all bold predictions. These were all good. Yeah, um, um, I just heard about the Adrian Peterson thing a couple of weeks ago. I'm curious to see see how that yeah yeah how that shakes um, up. Yeah, but guys, think, it was yeah. a good show. You got something else to say? Nope. Guys, it was a good show. Uh, I had to host it this time. Next time, Dwayne will be back on here. Like yes, he sir. Always Finals said. over today. Finals are over Keep today. It. Tomorrow. Yeah, we're over here working. 
So keep, until we talk to you again, keep it classy, San Diego. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.